Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing The Flood. We saw this production at the Queen's Theatre Hornchurch on the 10th of March 2023. This world premiere production of an extraordinarily tender and timely play, written by Vicky Donoghue and produced by Queen's Theatre Hornchurch, is a play about calling a place a home and what that really means. So Stephen, what's it all about? January 1953, a party. Dancing swing to the big band. Opening night of the War Memorial Hall, Canvey Island, the storm approaches. A group of friends will need to put aside secrets in order to survive. Cut to 60 years later, and the group return to the War Memorial Hall for a ropey-looking buffet, 50s records, and a tea and dance to remember events from the past. Fast forward 40 years, and descendants return to the War Memorial Hall one last time to make sense of what happened to them. But first, our post-show opinion! It's a little long-winded. A good concept, but some debris needed removing. So with all that said, let's set Set the the scene. Okay, Stephen. So, would you like... Would you like to describe the set this time? Well... Relinquishing all control. Now, of course I will gladly describe the set. The set shares in each of the time periods... Oh. What? Oh, <laughs> what are you doing a share of set of shares? Set of shares. Oh, <laughs> pack it in. Just eat your biscuit and shut up. Keep dunking it. So as we take to our seats in the audience, we are presented <laughs> in the auditorium. In the auditorium, we are presented with a lovely little set where it is in a community hall or a. Um, it was a community hall, isn't it, yeah, basically, it on uh, um, Canvey Island in Essex. Yeah. And uh, to stage left is a door and two windows, which leads towards the outside. And to stage right, there's a tiny little, well, it's not a tiny little door, it's just a door. And that leads into like a kitchenette area. At the very front of the stage in, we have what is appears to be like a bridge from the stage up to the front of the auditorium bypassing a couple of rows of yeah, front seats. Yeah, it's like bypassing the front five rows or whatever. Which yeah. was going to be used as some sort of it's bridge like later on. the concourse into the entrance. And That's the, right, yeah. Stage. So that was used later on. But it just brought the stage out into the audience yeah. later on. And uh, at the edging of the um, stage in where... Uh, random just washed up pieces so i think there was a trolley there was a, a lampshade there was all sorts road of sign, there was, roads sign yeah. all sorts of crap debris but that was quite useful for uh, making the edge of the stage and uh, breaking it yes, off yes it was <clears> yeah um then to the very back of the stage in the um hall space was uh, it was up on a slight raise yes, at the it back was, yeah 
and in the centre of that was like an old-fashioned uh, theatre staging. So it's panelled walls to the stage, and at the back of that was a red velour backdrop Yeah, curtain. and it's, it's what you see a lot of community mm. centres where they have a bit of built stage for like an old a singer staging. or yeah. somebody that's entertaining the, the, the crowd or whatever. And they did you know, have they, a piano guy up yeah, there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they normally, you know, that's pretty traditional, a lot of rural community centres where you've got things where there's got a bit of yeah bit of staging in a the corner there's you know where you'd have a bingo, a bingo call call or, or yeah. yeah that sort of you know oh, it's just look a, at that matching there just like we knew where we were oh. going with that one and a couple of chairs were dotted about yeah. at the the front of the stage now the special thing about this stage was uh i suppose um three quarters of it yeah in the center turned around yeah so it was on a revolve wasn't it yeah so we started in 1953 yeah the only time that it'll turn around was when it's been rubbished and graffitied over yeah, to the show f- the passing of time for 100, 100 years, years later that's yeah. right yeah so uh, that's the reason why uh, certain chairs were positioned in a way so they wouldn't get in the way for the rotating backdrop of the the stage which was quite cleverly done yeah anyway so that's that setting the scene there we go and i managed to do that one okay yeah, you did well i didn't have to do it to a second take at all no, that was good all in one mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this was a new piece of writing and yep. it had its debut here on at the horn church yes it did the piece is split up into three sections we start off in 1953 and these group of young people are having their first dance there's a few moments of hidden secrets or things that are airing or flowing between each of them because they've all got a story to tell and it, yeah and it's very much the calm before the storm as well it's the it's the start it is in the, a way it's like things are building up and brewing not only are they building up on stage but it's actually the calm before the storm of the the floods in canvey island that actually killed quite a lot of people and it was actually quite destructive in its time i think and then the next sequence of events it moves along to 2013 so 60 years after that and and that is when these same people have aged and they've come back reminisce about old times and uh, certain people aren't there anymore and there's another part of the play which is then fast forwarded again another 40 odd years where it's 2053 yeah and this time it's uh, descendants of those but have you found what you're looking for yeah or just uh, basically in the 1953 2551 people lost their lives in that initial flood so so that's why sort of the premise of this production probably came about because it was actually quite a significant sort of flood that happened and actually there was no emergency planning and it literally came out of nowhere where they didn't actually expect that sort of flood to happen and and cause that much devastation so yeah it was i mean it was written it was definitely to try and show that history repeats itself. I think that was the whole, a lot of the premise of the production, or almost the, the production was written in a way that it was about the the snapshot of what happened before and leading up to the original storm that caused the floods. And then we're fast forwarding to what happened and the fallout after that, 70 years later, almost to see the, the change and after the loss of 
one of the friends you see the actual what happens and where it goes to when they regroup and meet back in the same location and then we're fast forward into almost what could be in 2053 if it's happened again and i think that's that's almost what we're what it's written about it's it's looking at does history repeat itself almost and yeah and how things mirror and how you know friendship groups are very similar or made up and they've they've made made up of the same makeup of people or friends and how it can progress so we started to understand the dynamic between the characters. So we had a character called Barry. He was the silent type for the first yep. act. He was, um, well, for this particular 1953 era. You've got young Arthur and young Ted. That's right. Arthur, Ted. Yes. And uh, young Arthur, he was, who was he interested in? Or who was he dancing well, with? Well, he was dancing uh, with... Well, young Bill, uh, young B... It was young Ethel. Was, Dancing with young Barry, or yes. was with young Barry? Yes, and young young Ethel was with, with young, young Ted. Arthur, young Ted. Yeah, that's right. But what we soon started to realise that young Midge also played a part in that mm-hmm. as well, and she had a bit of a relationship with young Ted, even though young Arthur wanted to have a bit of time with young Midge. Young Arthur no, was no, it was a young Arthur wanted uh, young Ethel. Oh, that was it. Wasn't yeah, sorry, it? Yes. yeah, it was. But he ended up dancing with uh, young Barry. So there's a lot of um, uh, storylines in terms of the potential of what they, yeah. what their adulthood life would be like. Yeah, there were seeds being sown of different mm. relationships and sort of people not necessarily being with the right people. And yeah. you know, there was a lot of lot of that sort or of people being uh, pregnant. Yes, of course. Yeah. So that was a, a interesting first act. Well, first first part of the first Oh, yes, act. that's right. And then it cut to 100 years in the future. So the same similar characters, uh, once they've left um, War Memorial um, Hall, they come back in only yep. as different characters. So young Arthur was then Frank, young Ted became Sid, Blossom, Blossom Barry was Barry again, only this time he spoke. Yeah. And there was Mia. So they were potentially just kids... In the future, having distant connections, yeah, from those mirroring in the the, the sort of style era. of the fifty three area, as yeah, in, you know, yeah, um, history repeats almost. And, and the scene revolved around, and it was very dark. It was gloomy. It was as if um, it was on the edge of being flooded again. Yeah, you know, I suppose it was a no go zone, really. It was like, yeah, you know, but they the, broke back yeah. in to do a piece of recording or bring back memories or have a drink. It was... Um, I don't know how I felt about that particular scene, although what I would say is it kept the energy and it kept the pace. Yeah, definitely. And it actually had probably more pace than than, than other scenes. Yeah. As in, you know, they that was the one where it felt more, more structured. More and things on happened. It. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, the play was warming up yes, at that it point. Was, yeah. We definitely. were getting the, these young actors really, like, on point. We were introduced by new characters, so we weren't... We wasn't ongoing the trend of the other other characters and their storylines so i felt there was a little bit more dynamic in the the links and the storylines and the things that would yeah you know there was a bit more of a twist it felt more twisted than than the rest and also dotting you know like following the dots yes of course yeah and then once that scene finished it then transpired back to january 1953 again where the continuation of the building up to the the flood yeah definitely uh, what happened uh with 
the the, the seawater rising and them trying to uh, like leave the the place and I think yeah. it, it cut to and from a few times before they eventually had to leave. Yeah, the, it did. It's the, like the they place. got to almost, but but Barry was the first one to go to actually go and see what was happening out there because they couldn't quite see what was happening. They knew something was yeah. coming, but they didn't actually know. No, you know so he became the full guy to go out and see what was going mm, on. Yeah, and that introduced a little bit of uh, a storyline between well, him being deep down inside being. Uh, a clustered gay man. Yeah, they did. But that never really went anywhere as such because no. he ended up losing his life. Yeah, yeah. when we say he was the fall guy, he didn't actually return. So you didn't mm. actually ever see him again. So it, yeah. it didn't really have any link to, to that mm. friendship, really. With that being said, the play started to take a little bit of a dive when it went into what, the 50, 60 years... 2013. So 2013. Yeah, so it, it was 2013. Years, and we had different cast members play the original young, younger characters Yeah, so the 53 well. cast basically returned as, as elderly <clears throat> returnees mm. from after the flood had happened. So basically yeah. this was after the destruction and the damage, they'd rebuilt the, the community hall again. And we start talking about memories yes. and so on and so, so forth. So with this... If we talk about the writing here, this is a bit where it really started to slow everything down instantly. Just the production might as well just stopped for a tea break. <laughs> yeah, at this I'd, point, it I'd, was I'd... quite discer- discerning in a way because writing-wise, it was probably interesting to see that midway point as to what happened. But in essence, it doesn't work. It didn't work. Well, no, I think I think you got the familiarity of the same characters from the 1953 cast. As, as elderly people however it just felt that pace dropped that much that it, you struggled to get on board with the point of that scene yes it's like i think that was the key thing. In a scene that didn't need to be there at all or if you do it keep the pace up and keep those storylines fast and snappy and yeah. don't because because I, I think personally it came across with that scene that it had been directed or written in such a way that it was almost made the people on stage come across as older than they actually were mm, because yeah. that's where I I struggled when it's almost like they had slow they were playing a slow ball game there was there was they were passing the ball around but everybody was quite slow on catching it and it it then just t- took your attention off because it didn't feel like pacey to to keep your your interest well, it took you out of the play yeah didn't it, it? it you, you thought where's the link now? and also it, it was very long-winded because they started rehashing or redoing the lines of, of the previous scene yeah yes okay it's to link it but you only need to have essences of it you could link it just totally. by characterization because we, we've already seen that scene Play out. moments ago it's not like yeah. we'd seen it on another series three episodes ago yeah where we need to see it this is this is we're still in the first act so yeah we don't so need a reprise like that no you don't need to do it in the same way as long as you get the essence of the character you know who that person because who is who they're telling it to is it the audience or for their benefit when they're well, in exactly rehearsals? yeah or is it the the editor of the, the person like the, the script writer can't edit well you know I because know. i thought or or, well, I wouldn't the, say the, that's the, a bit harsh. I'd probably say... Yeah, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, maybe maybe it's the fact that this is where restraint's needed. You've got to look at this and go... And, and also, it feels Hang on, like... Hang on, finish that thought and go what? You've almost got to... You've got to 
sit back and go, does the audience get this or even get people involved to to sit there and have an opinion on that mm. before if if it's as a writer if you're sitting there going this is going on a bit and i don't know where it needs to go get people to get your red to, pen to, out get people to, yeah but get people to help you do that get people to sit there and but ask them to be honest mm. don't ask them to to nod their heads and say yes you've done a good job just ask them to be honest because i felt like there were certain elements in this this production where you you can say you don't always want to blame it on the edit, but sometimes editing's so important. There was so much to fat keep on this. consistency and strength of storyline, and I think that's where this fell fell but, a little. But bit. you could have done those that particular era that section yeah. in a more thought provoking way if you, if you know how to do it right. Exactly, you know, you didn't have to just copy and paste the previous scene and just get the other characters saying those lines. Exactly. And because that's where you start padding and you start losing the impact. Because really you're do. just rehashing them. And it's not as if you're saying it in a different way. Why are you saying it at all? Well, you can still repeat a scene, but it's got to change and it's got to evolve. Yeah. But you if know, you're you've going got back to see and, a twist in it. And thinking back in memory, maybe memories change or whatever. Well, exactly, yeah. Maybe they could have a discussion about that never happened. Such no. and such happened or... You know, there's just ways of doing things which isn't just a carbon copy of what you've previously done. Uh, and, and like you, know. you say, you know, it's like it's like who knows? It's like Chinese whispers. What actually happened to what actually is being replayed? Mm. And also, different what, terms of events. What's seen by different perspectives? Because as an audience member, yes, we know there's potential affairs happening. But in the real world and reality, on stage, those people might not have actually seen what the other person thought they were seeing. Mm. And and that's where you can have a bit of a twist and a turn in things where, you know, 50 years later, things can change, you know. and All that needed to happen, in a way, is instead of having that scene of... They had, all you needed was one of those characters to have kept a diary. Yeah. And for that character to have then had everything in that diary yeah. for someone then later on to, to go back, say like the 100 year yeah, one, yeah, yeah, to definitely. find that old forgotten yeah, yeah, diary. Yeah, yeah. So it's already been played out. Yeah, definitely. But then they're cutting back There's to, a running to reading the diary yeah. to saying, oh, look what happened. Yeah, exactly. What happened afterwards. Yeah. You know. I do, yeah. I think that... But then, would I have kept it like 100? Because you could potentially, in that respect, if you, if you like, not kept it as 100, but brought it back a bit more, Yeah. you know, you could potentially have one of the surviving members there maybe talk about it. It's got to be within the realms of possibility as well. Yeah, of course it has. But it I, could have been certain items that were salvaged from mm. the floods that have been found like away from that, and you don't know, do you? They could have... Well, exactly. And Found it on the internet that was a, re- a log of all the things that happened. You know, they could have uh, modernised yeah. it in a way like that. So it wouldn't be a physical item, but it would be spoke about. You know, there is yeah. ways to do that, you know. Now, there's all the parts of the writing here. So it goes back and forth, back and forth. Yep. And then in the second act, we have more of the um, the midsection, which I'm finding a big issue with. It's, it's these scenes with uh, the older actors and it's just the whole how it's written which just drags this production yeah. down. You know, it, take them out, it could have been such a snappier piece. However, these these scenes, there was an issue where B, portrayed by uh, Vanessa White-Smith, she was saying that she was going to leave to go abroad yeah. after the end of everything because 
they still didn't let on that this the love of her life was gay, but it felt like it wasn't necessarily going anywhere. Like, oh, that's it. She's near, you know, um, what would she be in her 70s, something like that, 60s, 70s, 60 years on, plus 70, 80s. She's going to go abroad and live, and but she's still harking back, back 60 years. And she's not done anything else with her life as such. Yeah, you you didn't... It felt quite linear rather than... There wasn't a lot of... It, it felt like there was just old characters... Yeah. ...in the new... Fast-forwarded in, in to the, being old. Yeah, without any change in their life other than exactly. the deteriorated yeah. health-wise. Yeah, exactly. Just got, old. got other families, other relationships, other things going on, so... It's a bit not well thought of, or life hasn't impacted them other than the flood. And and the thing is, when there's such a dis, because what I suppose maybe's missed missed the point is that there's a lot. Not you, you Stephen, but what the plays missed the point of is the displacement of all those people at that time when the flood happened. Yeah, because they would have been put in a completely different setting, completely different place. So they may not have seen each other till that reunion. And but you didn't like you say they didn't feel like they'd lived other lives because mm. if you've displaced the whole of Canvey Island, which was what happened, and a lot of people died, yeah, they would have been living in other places and Yorkshire, Scotland, and, and or things whatever. evolve, things change. And but I didn't think, Midge move away and come back? Yeah, Midge moved away. I but, think she was the only one that did. But they all would have, in some respect been displaced they wouldn't have all ended up in the same friend group or you know they, they, yeah, other it, influencers get involved it wasn't they? even the location it was the fact that uh, particularly Maisie was with um, well was most prominent was with B was the fact of she was still harking back to Barry being the love of her life when she was in her 20s but yeah she's had 60 years past that which where she, did she not have a family did she not move on may from not that? but when they met, that could have been like it could have been explored, but you felt like it was already there when they were on stage, rather than them. They could have had a meeting that would have would have actually reignited that, rather than it being almost just spoke about. Yeah, I think that's that's where the the trick was maybe lost. That it could have only been in that room that they she'd realised that she's still got a flame, whereas it felt like that was already in the mix. Yeah. Before you'd even started that, and that's where it, it, I think where the first nineteen fifty three cast you started to learn tidbits about that. You didn't see a progression in no. the, the in the two thousand thirteen bit where you'd see a learning more tidbits. Mm. You felt like you were just having a, well, like a reenacting of the twenty years. Yeah. In terms of filling well, back well, in. Well, in the sixty years, they've they've even though they've moved on and they've got new lives, there might still be. They didn't little. feel like there was much lives that they delivered. No, you didn't feel else. like they'd, they'd evolved from that. Yeah. You just felt like they've just paused in time. That's where, whereas like when you went to 2053, you felt like there was yet again more tidbits to learn because it's all different dynamics. And mm. I think the dynamics it's were there. different characters as yeah. well. But, but I didn't, didn't think there was dynamics in the, yeah. in the middle bit. And that's when it feels very difficult to see the need for that scene. Yes. Um, and, and that's why it's hard when you're trying to look at it as a whole piece when that feels like you've not progressed very far. It was definitely overwritten with a lot of fat that could have been trimmed down and executed a little bit more tighter yeah. and things twisted. Or I feel like it's missing a lot of characterizational stuff mm. that was only hinted at. 
Yeah. Like the issue of Barry being gay, it was hinted at, but that wasn't really anything. It was supposed to be some kind of like um, hidden secret, but it never really went anywhere or could go anywhere because the character wasn't allowed to speak. And it also didn't start early enough. Well, it was in the first that scene. Piece. Yeah, but it, what I mean is it was it, it, it was on his way out the window. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. it. <laughs> it so what he got, I mean, is he got it not, to dance it, with it, young Arthur and then... He was like holding young Arthur when he was going to leave. Overly hold, over long. Yeah, over, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much all you got. But then they still, in 2013, never expressed what the situation was to be. She was still deluded. Yeah, exactly. But there was no chemistry between them anyway. No. There's a lot of tension that was just between all of them that just underplayed a lot. And I think that's where this play feels for me it was very underplayed instead of um hitting it but it did hit it near the end yeah it really did yeah oh and uh 20 the 2053 version there's like a woman dancing in the background who tragically lost her life yeah. allegedly but to get the impression she was basically the woman in the ring with the long hair at the back you know yeah. tv that's the image i got yeah but definitely. she walked across the bridge whatever you called it into the auditorium yeah. and walked off sideways yeah Thankfully, I've moved my feet so she didn't trip up (laughs) (laughs) and go off out the back. Near the end, it was um, Pixie talking to um, Sid because Sid was on the verge of chucking himself into the river, into the water to take his life again. And that was really dramatic. Yeah, it was. And that's where it. I felt like it was going to end and that was going to go... Good piece, and that was really powerful. It really was. You were, you were, you were, and I think if they'd have explored more of that, that type of power and that strength of performance, it would have been so such a different. We'd have been, we'd have been saying so much, so many things differently about this that we are now. Mm. You know, I think, and I think you know there was moments of real promise, and you could see the struggles, and you could you could feel it. Yeah, you could feel it. But then it didn't stop there. It continued a little bit more because then we went to 2013 again, dragging back down to Earth when they were about to leave. Yes. Because then they opened up with um, Blossom and uh, Old Midge again. No, it was Ethel, wasn't it? Ethel and Midge in the 2013 discuss about them having kids or having been pregnant at the time. Yeah. That was just very slow paced again it was like tying up all the loose ends which you wish just weren't untied or unraveled well, to begin with it felt like the, we've got to tie them up in each scene in that order because we need to and it felt a bit too much and I, and, and I think you know the, the, the final scene with Pixie singing Abide With Me oh god yes they referenced it in, in the trend in the the 1953 part that that Midge, young Midge, sat on the roof singing "Abide with Me." Mm. Oh no, it was old, it was old Midge. Sorry, it was old. It was it was Midge in, 2013. The, in 2013. They referenced that that she sang "Abide with Me" on the roof as she waited for the flood and other people, and she didn't really know the words. She didn't know, she didn't know them, so she made them up. Cut forward to the 2053 scene, and Pixie sang the song, sang "Abide with Me." She knew all the words in the right order, didn't miss one at all. Everybody else came out to sing it, but they didn't just sing enough to give the element of it. We sang the whole song with all verses, which then further prolonged the production that pushed, you could tell it pushes you over the edge. You feel like this is really going to be the whole song, Mm. whereas it would have been better just to trail it off after 
the first chorus and just go, that's enough for that scene. And, and it makes it snappier and sharper. And you don't need the full version because you can sing it. You just have to do enough to give the element of it because it goes from being really nice and, and a really nice theatrical moment to, is it time to get my bus yet? Mm. You know, it, it but feels... they brought out all the other extras that came up yeah. and lined out around the side of the theatre. Um, there were so many at the very beginning that I can't remember why they were there. If they were going to sing the longer version, then they could have done it in more dynamic with them as the backing singers, in a way, sort of uh, washing them away and make behind it behind the scenes, mo- do some and, movement yeah. or whatever. So they were like the flood coming in to take her away, you know, dragged her away. Even so she they... were carted off singing. Yeah. Sort of, you know, even not if to the, re- the full extent of the whole song, but even if the revolve set kept revolving and they were walking around it, singing it to almost show that people are coming and going. Well, no, almost like that. The like almost a plug off effect where there's like the flood is both sides of the this coin, really. You know, that they could have, but then everybody had been on the stage rather than it being you just want to drain the theater, didn't you? Well, no, I wouldn't want to drain the theater, that they just didn't want wet feet. <laughs> <laughs> so in what about the directing then how did you feel about the directing I mean I think it's a hard piece to direct because if if the script is as big as it seems there's there's a lot of it's very wordy so it's going to take a lot of time to actually rehearse this piece and a lot of logistical decisions as in who moves where when and things you know and I, and I think that that may be I think you know okay well let's move on to something else <laughs> I thought you know the elements with the young people they they were they were there uh, was a well lot directed of, yeah there. there was good moments it there wasn't was... very innovative or creative in terms of the direction there was nothing it groundbreaking no you know. n- nothing but then I go back to the writing. If the writer is strict on the script, then there's not a lot more you can do with the work you've got to direct. You know? I, th- I think maybe a dramaturg needed to have been added here, but also I think there needed to be some kind of cohesion between the writer and the director to create something that was a bit more um, exciting and engaging. And I think just by taking the 2013 elements out for me i just keep they're the ones that dragged i don't uh, think even I if you I, I don't know like i think there's something... no much duracell you can't add any more duracell batteries to make this be any more like energetic and whatever they just drained they sapped the life out of that show it needs just to pay i'd say like going back to the drawing board and starting again but i think i think we like we know as well as we've seen productions as well that you know must have changed and evolved during the rehearsal process. And I think sometimes you have to have that open mind when you're directing and and producing theatre. Sometimes things need to change within that process. When you're doing it, you've got to change things. You've got to to be honest about the production. Yeah. But something you and me said in the car on the way home... Thank God. Thank God. Uh, no, it wasn't. Well, no, it's thank God when I got my tyre fixed and yeah. I actually got home because I didn't get until four o'clock in the morning that night. Yeah, um, that was a long journey. It home. was more. It was more the what we said was it felt like this production had been rehearsed 
scene by scene with cast separately. Yeah, so 2013 was a completely different production slotted in. And but, but every scene felt each each year felt like it had been rehearsed separately. So when it came together, it might not have been seen as how long this production was actually going to be. Mm. Because if you've rehearsed each scene and never seen it as one piece right until the end, it's very difficult to change it. Well, the 2053 era, that seemed a lot more engaging and a lot more... Um, well, it just felt more cohesive. It did. The f- 1953... Like the beginning with the dances, it looked awkward. Yeah, exactly. The dances didn't look right. No, people dancing together didn't seem to know what they were doing. It didn't look great, and it it started off on like a bad foot. Yeah, and I think for me, some of the scene changes were very laboured and slow. There was a, there was the effect of slow motion scene changes to delay it so that cast could get changed we you can understand that you know if you're doing two different scenes we've got to do this to this there was yeah, a few moments the windows and yeah the windows instead of the but door. it was like the movement of chairs into a different position they were going so slow in a in a sort of dimly lit stage that it didn't <clears throat> clean cleanse your palate ready for the next scene it actually made you feel like, wow, this is going to be a long production. Is it because it was jarring? Because it was that moving in slow-mo with those chairs the way they did is stylistic. Yes. But the piece wasn't a stylistic piece uh, No, in that element. But also, it wasn't just that. It, it, it oh. was like when when you actually stylistically move things, which I could understand, you're underwater, or that's probably what it's trying... Whatever it's meant to be showing... A passing when, of time, I suppose. When, yeah, passing time. But when they put the chairs down and the next scene started, there was no sudden, right, off we go again, we're back in the next scene. It was like, let's warm the stage up again, bring the lights up slow. Whereas if they'd have done some snap starts where you'd have slow motion, slow motion, slow motion, start, off we go, we're in the next scene, that mm. might have had more impact than let's slowly get back into the next scene. And, and, and it felt... To yeah. it just slowed the pace down rather mm-hmm. than it being a snap into the next scene. It felt like they went on too long that you were losing interest in the next. It took you time then to get back into it because mm. you were like, oh, Now, okay. do you remember? I think it was in the 2013 uh, era where some of the. Um the older cast, they walked in from the sides. It wasn't through the doors in the actual acting section. They walked in through the sides. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 exactly. What was that about? And where were they going? What was... That was another scene change. In the, in, it was a slow-mo scene oh, change. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Because was they like, were like walking off slowly. Yeah, like... but it's the same principle. It was all that slow-motion stuff. But it, it started to grate because it was the same sort of slow motion. But they didn't go off through the door. Obviously. No. They actually went off the actual set and, and they, down the but side. But they were queuing to get off. You could tell that they couldn't just get freely off. Mm. They were taking the time because they've got to wait for... It looked like they were going to do the locomotion. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that it's very easy to to make a scene change or a set change. Look clunky. Look clunky, but when you can see everything that's going off, it slows everything down then that that mm. that can hinder a production very easily at uh, the very beginning when they were doing the dancing and uh they were having a, a, a few drinks or whatever there were conversations between a couple of them so you had um uh the, the barry and the b uh, <laughs> barry and the b barry and b you had ted and there was 
Arthur and Ethel. And they're all like milling around dancing. But it was sort of sidestepping and then swirling a little bit. But the music could have been a little bit more uplifted. It could have been a bit more like petticoats and dream boats. It could have been a bit more... It wasn't um, as much vast. swing. It wasn't it, a it swing was, how you expect swing to no, be. No, I mean, it'd be more entertaining if they swung a cat in there. The thing is, it was very dull. It was very boring. That's probably why you've drifted off, because you can't remember yeah. when you're bored thinking about it. However, even the conversations when they're dancing and talking over the shoulder about the other person... They, they could have done a bit more about that. They could have been spread apart and moved around dancing and had a conversation every time they went in. You know, if, if this was like Pride and Prejudice, think how they spoke and had conversations felt, when they were dancing. Yeah, I mean, it felt more like set pieces rather than than natural. It wasn't naturalism. It wasn't like, it felt like, oh, we'll walk over here and then we'll do this and then we'll walk over here and then we'll do this dance scene. It felt like everybody will dance sort of facing the audience rather than just being in the in the space mm. there was a lot of like positioning almost rather than drawing focus like you say by movements and stop and it, it would have made it so much more natural to yeah. do it in that way than it came across it felt well it sounded very muted as well yes there, yeah if you're supposed to be having a good time because it's the opening of the war memorial hall yeah Where's all the excitement? It didn't feel like Where's the, the party? It wasn't a party. It no. felt very, mm, we're not speaking. We haven't got any lines. So we'll just like, <laughs> yeah. sidestep, sidestep. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, I really. Rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. You know. Yeah, was... it really could have been. They could have made more of that and made it more exciting as a dance. Even things like doing the, like, I know. Hokey Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, but, <laughs> but I, did, if they'd have done something in that way where they were all together, it might have actually felt more like they were all there for a reason rather than it being very all over the place. Mm. There were certain things that were quite forgettable in, in this, unfortunately. However, um, what I do remember is that it was a very slow introduction and, and build-up okay that's fine but the pace picked up when it went to 2053 yeah it really did and then um because you, you got the character dynamics there were the yeah. young people playing different characters the um, jokes more were being thrown right yeah the there was, was a lot of you know, more jokes and it was quite good and um the banter between them all it was fun it was uh interesting yeah definitely and it actually it did grip me yeah and and I think it's it's interesting we sort of mention jokes because for me, when you watch productions like this, and they've got a serious story or they've they're talking about loss of life and things like that, the jokes then make the poignant moments almost stronger because you've got that interaction and the the the, the humour between the cast and this is what we saw with the twenty fifty three cast, they they would talk about something sort of. Which was quite jovial and 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 humorous, and then we we jumped to something that was actually quite serious and and poignant. And I think it has more power if you do if you make more of that. And I think that's what that cast got more. You you know you knew there was an underlying somebody was missing in the group, and you could yeah. feel that that was that was there. But then when it flipped back to nineteen. Uh... 
53, yeah. uh, the characters had evolved and there were different things going on again. Yeah. They still kept the energy. So when yes, they went they back did. again, it, it was it, it didn't feel as slow as the very first no, scene. No, it didn't. And it was quite They'd quick. They found and the pace. At that yeah, point. they found the pace and stuff. It, it, it was just then the direction where it took to go to the 2013 yeah. segment is just where it just let everything down because exactly. it's as if everything stopped once you it's like sharing a split stage um you've got uh, an actor on one side an actor on the other you know where are you going to look exactly with the three different time segments you're splitting it again into different sections e- yeah definitely so therefore one of them if you're juggling the scenes is going to end up falling into the floor and unfortunately it was that bit that just dropped because you had the attention on the one side for the 1953, yeah. you had the attention on the other side, 2053. Yeah. 2013, it was a complete miss. It was. And I think it just became less engaging. And, and it didn't happen with different actors as well. Yeah. Now, whether they, they could have got away with the young actors, I don't know if they would have had time, to be honest, dressed differently. To portray older people, would that have would that have worked better? Do you think? I if don't think have it dressed would. Elderly, I don't think it would because I think that would maybe look. I I just think that however they'd rehearse this, I don't know if they did much crossover rehearsal, and I don't know if they worked on those scenes to have that snap and those the 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 twenty thirteen. That's the one in twenty thirteen. Yeah. I think that they. I just felt like we were watching maybe them being older than they actually were. And and I felt that that didn't translate very well. It, it just felt like we were waiting and hanging on every word, but the words weren't... So do you think that was that. a directorial... Yeah, I do sometimes. Because, yeah, okay. because you can write it in a script, but if a director sees it and goes, come on, we need to just... like. Like do this a little bit pacier, or you know. But if the actors are acting like that, would the director say don't act like that? Yeah, I don't see. Yeah. I don't see see it being unreasonable, but I think it's it would be a battle to to make sure that there's the pace there. But then there was a lot of repetitive text, and we've we've touched on this already. But there, yeah, let's not was, repeat ourselves. No, let's not repeat the repeat. <laughs> but but I, I think you know the director can only do so much with what they've got. And the script, if if there's no leeway or movement on the script, it might have been difficult for them to to have made it any snappier, you know. Yeah. And I think now cutting on right the way to the very very end of the play. Um, just when I thought it was over, one of the characters got up from underneath. I suppose it was the bridge. So crept back onto the stage, but over the bridge that joined the stage to the auditorium, passing through the front row of seats. Yeah. And there was that scene where it was between Midge and Sid. Yes. Or Pixie and Sid being the 2053 characters. Yes. And there was the dancing um, girl who died in the flood. That must have been... His girlfriend or yes. something in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you know, patterns repeat themselves again. This other f- figure. Yeah. Um. That was quite dramatic. That was quite 
entertaining. It was. And it was I deep, don't mean it entertaining it... like that, but I mean it was like it was just engaging it because was, yeah. it felt like that's where um, the climax was. Uh, there was a lot to. of power and a lot of focus. You you were actually fixed on the story at that point. Yeah, and it was just nice where they did come away from the stage. Yes. To come into the audience and. Um, Mix it up a bit, I suppose. Yeah, and it, but also it, they, they, it was. I did like the clever use of only using that bridge, almost so not solely, but mainly at that point, where you didn't really use it much throughout the production. The only time it was used was when B in 2013 sang that song yes. and walked forward and then off. Yeah, exactly. Because you walked past us. Yeah. And then again, the same thing happened. Yeah. Where he, yes, was about to uh, commit suicide or jump into yeah. the flood or off he the bridge. To the end, yeah. yeah, basically. So she, in 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 some kind of like a and she, twisted, you know, interpretive dance way, yeah. she she grabbed him and yeah, and he reacted as if she'd just come out of the ocean yeah. and pulled him under under the waves because Beard felt lost and then. He had felt lost, so it's the same. It's like the mirror image of the yeah. the two characters in a way. Now, he walked past us, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, but she did as well. But they didn't walk together. No, I just remember her walking off that past in, us was, really slowly. Yeah, that was in the first half when she walked off. No, not B. The, no, the, the yeah, no, you the, mean the, yeah, 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 the one from the ring. Yeah, and she just she just looked like she's. I it, think was, it was a bit surreal, like she was. It, it was, it was like a bit that. surreal, and I think maybe what we didn't see is the exploration of her as a character, because we only saw her as a mute image. We never heard her speak, so we didn't get that that link necessarily that we could have done with, even if she'd have been included in a small scene or a short scene. Within that, I think we never actually saw. Yeah, that. and I think we uh, discussed this uh, on the journey back home, the long journey back home. Yeah, the long journey. Where I home. I felt that her character should have at least been um, in the nineteen fifty three yes version dancing. Yeah, but whether or not she was meant to have been blossom, potentially, or the young Ethel. Yeah. The other woman yeah, from yeah, Midge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. But again, it, it left more questions about the characters, and not in a good way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, well, who are they? Who are they meant to be? And sneeze. No, not going to sneeze. I think as, you know, I think Sid's character, I mean, you know, the performance of that, that scene, I think this is where I felt like the, the writing almost let it down because that was such a powerful scene and that was what we thought was the end of the production. In a, well, well, I did personally. I felt that was the end. It was so powerful and such a moment that easily could have been the final part of the production. Yes. And there were the whole other half an hour. Yeah, that I'm right. On, there was another yeah. half an hour. There was of, another half an hour. And they were just tying up other loose ends 
And it, that should have been done the other way around. Yeah, because this was such a confident, strong performance from the final, like, Sid and Midge. Yeah. That it felt so strong as a, as a piece that it was such a waste to be put on not to be the final sort of ending scene. Yeah. And and you you just felt like, oh God, I've got to sit through another half an hour. And it felt and it felt like that. I and think, I think that the writer was... maybe got it into their heads that uh they needed to, they wanted to finish on that particular song. So yeah. this ending couldn't have been the ending no, that they wanted. But we've got to tie up all the other loose ends as well. And it's yeah. like it was really a little bit like dishevelled. It was a little bit all over you know, it felt a little bit mixed. Yeah. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, we're here for the the drama. drama. So we can talk about the acting now. Yes. A little bit more in detail anyway, because um, we've discussed bits. And as we have said, and we don't wish to hurt anyone's feelings, but the younger actors did come across as being very confident and energetic and much more gripping with the text and their characters. I don't know if, had we have seen the 2013 crew first, it might have been different. Yeah. However, I'm not quite sure. I I don't think so. I personally, um, I thought there were some good performances with the 2013 cast. However, there wasn't, it it just didn't work. It It wasn't as standout as, you know. And when we got used to the personalities and the characters with the younger crew for quite a while before they were introduced, they, they, they didn't mirror their, no. their the younger selves. And I was thinking, I think after seeing the versatility of that younger crew, yeah, from from going from nineteen fifty three to twenty fifty three, and this is why almost... I think their versatility. I think they probably could have played the older ones. Yeah, they, they could have done this in a Brechtian style yeah, they or whatever. Just yeah portrayed older just characters mix it up completely yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah you don't necessarily have to get um same age groups no, playing the true. same age group at the no, end no, of the day no, true. you know you can and you know maybe that's how they they could have played it and it would have felt more pacier because it would have been them all the time and yeah i just felt that they they showed their versatility and performance and how much almost it felt like you could tell they put the hard work in because they were very keen on it being they they created in each individual created separate performances for each era they were in you felt like they were in a different mm. era you felt like we were going jumping a hundred years to this character snapping into something more modern and you know you, you knew where they were yeah it's not wasn't just about the costume they were wearing you could tell by the the language they were using you know yeah i'd like to give a shout out to uh, matilda ray yeah, I felt um, the moment she entered the um, stage, uh, nineteen fifty-three, she came in with a little berry on. She sat yeah. down. She took stage. She took focus. She did there. Her, she her performance throughout was just uh, just amazing. Yeah, and uh, an, another couple actually, Mickey Dartford. Totally. He gave a, a really strong performance. He did. Yeah. Uh, through both of his characters, yeah. actually, that really that did. young um, lad, a uh, bit. Bit mouthy, but very more um, fun and outgoing. Yeah, very confident, and contrasted with Liam Bull, who was uh, an excellent um, actor at playing 
in the 1953, a bit geeky, in a, in a way, it gives me the impression of like a young Clark Kent, yeah, in a way. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was the old Superman style. It was yeah, a film, film you, like you could see him being like in an office, yes. in a way. Then when he transformed in, into the 2053 one, it was like, that was a big versatility was, move yeah, there, definitely. showing a different yeah. uh, personality and persona. Yeah, totally. So... Um, I think for me, those were the standout performances, yeah. to be honest. I didn't feel like the 2013 cast actually was as engaging, even if they had their own separate characters, there wasn't anything there. No, but, and I think this is, you know, directing, writing, is gonna sound we really don't really nasty know. nasty and horrible, but it felt like in the middle of, a say, a professional production, they slot, slotted in an amateur dramatics... Yeah, scene. even though that's how it appeared, that probably wasn't the aim. No, and, and I know you know. I think that it was very, and it's very difficult to pick out an individual, and say it was. That 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 was the person that 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 didn't perform well because, you know, they were performing to their best. The problem is, were they hindered by the direction and the script? Because if they'd been slowed down pace wise. These actors are probably capable of uh, capable of a lot more. Maybe I don't know. Who, just, who can say? It just seemed very jarring and very struggled, and it was quite frustrating to watch. Um, and uh, well, I can understand why a lot of people, well, some people left. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, what the tech is this? Come on then, Richard. Tech time. I mean, this production was lit very traditionally in a way. There wasn't really anything outstanding in the sense of lighting-wise. However, it was very much a standardly lit scene. There was a lot of scenes where in the 2053 scene they used a lot of torches and, and things to show that the, yeah. the place was dank and dreary lit. They shone a lot of light through the windows to, to put natural light through those windows to show that different times of day, different times of the, the weather systems outside and stuff like that. There was a lot of sound effects used to show the storm was coming or the storm was going or there was sirens and things like that. So it was quite traditionally done, really. I mean, I wouldn't say there was anything outstanding, but it worked and gave you the impression of the place and location you were in so you yeah. could see that the revolve was pushed around manually so there wasn't an automatic revolve which you know one of my biggest bugbears is if you've got techs moving the moving the revolve round, it would have been better not to see headsets and, and leds flashing in in people's pockets when you're pushing a revolve round because there was times when you could see them actually being involved in the tech because it didn't actually go to a dark black stage. You just saw mm. these techs pushing the, the staging round, whereas if they'd have been in some form of costume or some form of linked costume to, to who else was on stage, it might have helped. You know, if one side would have been the person that was in the 50s to somebody in the, in 2053, you could have made more of that. What about the the village people that started singing at the end of them at the dance at the beginning? Yeah, it's, it's, they they it's using it. people mm. on stage that would have made more sense than yeah. being the text because that's what they needed to and there do. There was a piano player, a keyboard player, wasn't there, playing a yes, song as well in, in one segment? Yeah, there was. And... Yeah, that was uh, that was for the the nineteen the twenty twenty thirteen yeah. scene, really just to. Almost show another reopening of the of the hall. So there wasn't really anything was majorly technical, I suppose. Or was really. it the closing of the hall? It was. It was the. Couldn't they have to lock up? Could be. 
Yeah, I think it was a closing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what I would say, technically speaking, is the probably reason why we're a bit hazy in this one. Um, it's been two weeks since we've seen it, and on the way back, where well, we uh, we had a bit of a broke down. Uh, on we the broke M25. down. Someone didn't put a, a wheel wrench in their car, did they, Richard? I can't remember everything in life. Had everything else. It just took, you know, maybe six hours to get home. <laughs> rather <laughs> than the M25. There we go. Yeah. And now it's time for rewind, rewatch, review, rewind, rewatch. What would you watch again? I think it'd be the scene with um, Sid and Midge on the bridge. On the bridge. Sid, Sid and Midge on, on the, the bridge. bridge. Yeah. Although that... I don't think she wasn't. I think she was. Uh, was it? Um, I think it was Pixie on the bridge. Okay, so Sid and Pixie on the bridge. Sid and Pixie on the bridge. It's got to be that scene because yes. there was a lot of strength of power and performance from both characters and it felt intense and I, I think that was really well put together you know yeah uh, to be honest I'd agree I, I did enjoy the 1953 segments a bit more yeah than or did I I'm not quite sure I'd rewatch it to see that but to be honest even though I feel like I've slated this a little bit too much I, I would like to see it reworked and I would be open yeah. to see it again yeah because there's this it, it, it's got something there it has yeah and the actors were re- the actors were really good on it they delivered yeah. really well moving on to our final segment as we say call this a show okay so to sum up with this particular piece i thought it was um engaging in parts i thought it was it had a, a good interesting plot and themes and dynamics of it however the script needs tightening up a great deal i'd probably consider dropping out the 2013 segment to make it tighter and flesh out the characters and make their stories a little bit more stronger than what we had. But it, it, was, it was an interesting piece. Yeah, I mean, I it was a piece with promise. I think that it could have just had some work to reflect on the actual production as a whole and not to almost feel that the audience need to see things repeated and to the fullest extent and just stripped back a little bit and made tighter. And I think that's what I, I missed out of it. I think it, there were certain times when it could have just been paced a little bit better and 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 just made into something a bit more snappy and almost get to the point a little quicker because I feel like there was like a, the point you're was, making now yeah the like yeah the point <laughs> you're now. I feel like we took a we took a long journey shall I say we did to get literally. there literally rather than not always using the short route, but just using the, the short and sweet route. And I think that's what it needed to, to make it a stronger piece of theatre. So, Richard, scores now, please, for The Flood. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being gripped by The Flood and 1 being left bobbing about with no life jacket, what are you going to give it? I'll give this a 6 out of 10. Because I feel that there's, there's promise there, but it needs work. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, this is a six. A strong six. Yeah, definitely. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that 2013 segment needs coin. <laughs> it really does. It slows it down like a great big weight. Yeah. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck? Tumbleweed? An audible shrug of the shoulders? Uh-huh. A slow clap 
a pleasant applause or a standing ovation. What will it be? I'll give this a pleasant applause. Yeah, I'm going to give it a pleasant applause as well because it did deserve it. So there we are. That's our discussion of The Flood. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Are you receiving me? Are you receiving me? Hello? Is it me you're receiving now? Yes. This world premiere production of an extraordinarily... This world premiere... This world premiere production of an extraordinarily... Of an extraordinary... Oh my god. Do you mind? I've got to edit this. Well... January 1953. The storm approaches. The storm approaches a party. Swing dancing to a big band. No. Swing dancing to the big band. Swing dancing, it's part of Dancing. Yeah, swing dancing. It'd be better saying dancing swing to the big band. Yeah. It starts in January 1953. The storm approaches a party. Dancing swing to the big band. Is that what we said? Yeah, but you just said it's January 1953 where the, you need to put it's in when no, it's not there. But is it swing dancing or dancing swing? What did you just say? Dancing swing, I think. January 1953, the storm approaches a party. <laughs> storm approaches a party. <laughs> the, sh- the set shares the same set. <laughs> no. The stage... No, um, what we see when we're coming to the auditorium. (laughs) (laughs) And what was in this auditorium, Stephen? We met a lovely lady. (laughs) Did we? On the way into the production. Who was that? Who informed us that everything's a bit wordy. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. I don't know, half for me to up <laughs> I did think I know how to actually uh, describe this set. Steve, would you like me to describe this set? You can probably finish it off. Because of the mysteries in this, we didn't really know where it was going to. Have you finished taking your jacket off? Jacket on? Jacket on, jacket off. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're good to go then, aren't we? We're good we? to go. Okay, oh sorry, was that a costume change? It was, yeah. Was that sorry. a costume change? I just needed to get into something more uncomfortable. <laughs> Than my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Oh, sorry. I've, I've, uh, my arms are too, too wide on this one. I'm taking up a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I that this ball guy is getting house. in your way, Stephen. No. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what happens when you you chomp on ginger nuts. That's it. Too many. You can't fit any. You can't fit any crit dresses. <laughs> Right, back to the flood. Yeah, I suppose basically it was a mirror image set.
with the revolve where you could memorial hall had been underwater in its flood and you were seeing the, the sort of change between the two but it also helped change scenes throughout the production as well yeah so what i said so i can use yours and just edit all mine out there was so, certain points where I don't know, but you bored me. <laughs> I've completely bored myself. What the fuck? Well, let me just. You have a think, and I'll take over. Well, that's right. That's right. That's right.